Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning and welcome to the conversation with Steve and Sean. We are a day late. This is 24 hours, no, 24 hours later, uh, simply because we were both um, busy and working yesterday. We couldn't get to the Friday conversation, so we're having a Saturday conversation. But you're still part of the Friday conversation as a topic with Steve and Sean. Welcome, Steve, to have you with me. Yeah, actually, we're about a week and a half late, I think. <laughs> I know we made last week, but we oh, make the previous week. Our, yeah, uh, as far as the pe- people hearing us, yeah. I think we're, we're behind a little, but that's all right. I mean, it doesn't matter. So. Uh, we, were there, we were there last week, but uh, so you'll find us on YouTube and you'll find us on the KLE podcast page and you'll find us on the podcast, Spotify, Google uh, podcast, Apple, and um, a couple of others, including Anchor FM. And then, of course, we are here live on the video on the KLE podcast as well. So great to have you with us. Welcome again. And as usual, Steve and I are into a conversation intensely. And, um, and so we decided to hit the record button at this point in time. So, yes, um, Basically, to summarize, what we've been looking at is uh, the simple fact is something that really struck me this week, and, and that's we picked up on that as a point, um, is that there's a difference between being a leader who is a Christian and a kingdom leader. And so we were first on the first half of that um, quote, which is uh, being a leader and trying to be a Christian. And uh, so your, your summary this, thus far, Steve? Yeah, a lot of times whenever we're trying to be a Christian in our, in our business or in our whatever, it's, it's a performance aspect as opposed, to, um, as opposed to this is who I am. And now because of who I am, I am salt and light into the earth or into whatever situation I'm in. Um, like I was saying earlier, we were talking about the word initiate and to be, to be somebody who initiates something into the earth. Um, there's a lot of guys right now that are, that want to do different things, but they don't know how to start. They don't know where to begin. They don't know what to do. They don't. And part of, part of what we've done as fathers, most of our lives, uh, you know, just to our, our family, is that we initiate different things. We initiate going camping. Uh, we initiate different projects or different things to do. And uh, I just noticed that that uh, a lot of people are still looking for that, somebody who will actually start something. And once you start something, a lot of times people will hop on board. Um, <clears throat> one thing I noticed, just working with boats and stuff, uh, a lot of my lifetime, uh, you can't steer a boat unless it's moving. It's, yeah. it's next to impossible. So, uh, and I'm not saying that we're supposed to just run out and jump and do something. Um, Paul said in one particular place in Acts, he says, I essayed to go over to such and such a place. 
but the spirit of the Lord prevented me. Yeah. So not only was he moved in spirit, as it says in Acts, he was pressed in spirit, uh, but he essayed to go someplace because he had heard a call or somebody needed something. And as he began to go, the spirit of the Lord prevented him. And a lot of times we sit back waiting for all these different things to move us to do something when we already have stuff in our heart, we already have things that we are commanded to do or commissioned to do or whatever. And um, we just, we have a tendency to sit still. And as you do, you just kind of spin in an eddy and you begin to, um, I wouldn't say be lazy, but um, when you sit in that eddy, you're not moving any place. No. You're not moving on downstream. You're not moving uh, to where now this boat can be turned. Um, if I say to go someplace like Paul and the spirit of the Lord prevents me, um, at least I'm, at least I'm listening to the Lord. And that's the main thing is, is the sons of God to, to be led by the spirit of God, not to just, you know, not to just jump out and start initiating a bunch of things. But, uh, you know, there's, there's certain things that we, you and I have talked about before that, that the Lord has already mandated for us to do. So go ahead and do them. Yeah. And if he prevents you from, turning in that certain direction that's no big deal it's not like we've missed god you know because we already have a mandate we already have something that we're headed towards so um i don't know that wasn't a very good summary <laughs> of, what, of what we've been talking about but uh like you asked me to do but uh, oh well um just as i'm thinking about the different things and the different people i've talked to this week i, I noticed that most of them are looking for that initiative, something, something to lead them. How do I know this is God? How do I know this is the direction? How do I know this is the purpose? What, you know, what I need to hear your voice again. I'm going to sit here until I hear. Um, it says that uh, uh, they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Uh, I always used to think the word wait meant to just sit around and until God breathes upon you. But the word wait in the Hebrew there literally means to weave. Uh, it's a word picture. It means to weave um, as in fibers together to become a strong rope uh, that will hold a, an anchor to a ship fast in the harbor. That's the, that's the word picture. So, they who weave their lives with the life of the Lord shall renew their strength. It's not who those who just wait around uh, for somebody to do, uh, impress them or somebody to push. Uh, All right, so uh, we were just uh, interrupted briefly there because of sound and technical problems. So we've got Steve back, and uh, Steve was talking about the word wait. It just it wasn't very clear. Was uh, you want to do that? Um, definition of wait again sure do you need me to rewind a little bit no just, <laughs> <laughs> no, just go to, go with wait again start with wait <clears throat> okay they who wait upon the lord shall renew their strength mm. they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and walk and not faint mm. and um all of our lives were taught about to wait around 
for God until he pushes you out of the nest or until he pushes you into something. Um, uh, it says they who are uh, sons of God are led by the spirit of God, not pushed. So you can be pressed in spirit. You can be impressed by the spirit. Uh, you can be moved in the spirit. Um, there's a lot of different things that happen. As Paul says that he was an ax. But the word wait there in Hebrew is a is a word picture. It's not just defined. It's actually a word picture, which literally means um, to weave or to intermingle as in fibers to make up a rope that is strong enough to hold an anchor to a ship fast in a harbor. That's the word picture. And so when you think about to wait upon the Lord, it's not just to hang around and or hang out until until you he he pushes you into something. It's a matter of they who interweave their life with the life of the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Because now your white life is so interwoven or intermingled with the life of God that we now have the mind of Christ. We're not waiting to find out what his mind is. Yeah. We're, we're moved or breathed on by the spirit of God because we have that self same spirit. That's right. So it's a different, it's just a different way of looking at things rather than as a servant, just standing there and waiting for God to move or waiting for him to do something. Yeah. Do this. Where do I do it? Yeah. How, how far this far, how much, right? How high? This high. Um, right. When I'm finished, wait here. <laughs> so, <laughs> and just, uh, you know, something that really spoke to me is um, in Matthew 28, Jesus said, you gave a clear co-mission. In other words, cooperation with his mission was go and make disciples of all nations. And the word nations there are ethnos or culture groups. And so, Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Within within the context of the commission, is we don't we you know is we're always looking for somebody's permission or somebody to do something. Now I understand when it comes to big projects and and you know there is a certain amount of of direction that we need, but we're not going to like you're saying we're not going to get that direction by sitting at home watching TV. You know is We've got to be right. actively doing something, which and the doing is part of the go into all the world, make disciples. It didn't say preach. Right. It said make disciples. Make disciples in and we've discussed this before. Is the word metateo, and the word means to um, have such a big impact in a mentoring. Um, relationship such an impact on people's lives that their whole worldview changes and um that's a very summarized version but uh, you know that means that we we have to be actively engaging in jesus strategy that he left us with we, right right and if we actively engaging in that you don't need jesus initiated that you don't need initiative to do that uh, right. It's like people have asked me, so who gave you permission to do a podcast? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, this is my means, a digital means of me influencing and impacting people's lives. Uh, okay, I'll be preparing 40 years for it, but um, 
you know, I, I've never been one, Steve, to, to sit and wait for somebody to do something. You know, just like, right. I hate sitting around waiting for somebody to get into action. In fact, I was thinking, you know, what made me think of that quote is like leaders who are Christians and rather than kingdom leaders. And I was thinking about how many times leaders want to be the, the most important part of the whole process. So they are the ones that have to be, they have to do everything, you know, and, and they, everybody else is their staff to complement what they do rather right. than how them empowering others to do what they do, whether it's big or small, you know, everything's got to be in our mind big to be successful. And that's not the kingdom way. It's just not right. a, the mentality at all. And, you know, our, our, our initiative should be, if it's one, it's worth it. <laughs> right. If it's one, it's worth it. You know, people ask me, how many people do you have on the podcast? And I said, well, whether, whether I speak to one or whether I speak to 100 or 1000, doesn't really matter because if I can impact one person's life, then it's worth it. So um, I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to impact and influence one person's life. That's whatever it takes. If you, if I know we've said this before, but in Ephesians, it talks about uh, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, equipping the saints um, to do the work of the ministry till we all come to the fullness and stature of Christ or the Messiah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but to me, to bring somebody into the fullness and stature of the Messiah, I don't think I could work on more than 10 or 12 at a time, even at a time. I mean, even three is a lot to do that because you're investing you're investing your life into them until they come into the fullness and stature of Christ, the Messiah. I mean, I'm not talking about Jesus, the little baby born in the manger. I'm talking about Christ, the anointed one, the holy one, Christ amongst us, Christ within you, the hope of glory. That's our job is to bring them into the fullness and stature of the Messiah here on earth right now, demonstrating the kingdom of God. Exactly. Now, that's going to take a little bit. That's, it's not just preaching a message. Well, that's why Jesus, Jesus focused on one that, that he was mentoring to actually be the initiate, well, the igniter, the inspiration of everything afterwards. And, and then, he, then there was three, and then there was 12, and then, like he, then he went back to one. Then it, Paul. Yeah. Well, and then it went back to to um, to. Yeah, Paul was was like uh, in a different kind of uh, um, yeah strategy. I mean, he, Paul's right. Paul's um, um, concept came was birthed out of that, and he. It was like he was the communicator of the building of the house, you know, kind of. Right, right, right. But the the actual launch of, if you may, that supernatural launch from Acts chapter 2 was those 12. And, you know, and Jesus empowered them from the beginning that each one knew. They, they weren't looking for each other's permission to do anything. They, right. 
You know, you just see them going and doing what they, what they had to. And, and the thing about it is when the, when the persecution starts in Jerusalem, you start seeing the believers um, fleeing, but it says they preached the word wherever they went. <laughs> so the right. and the empowerment that was being, you know, being transferred and into or, or being imparted is a better word to, to all the believers as the community of, of believers, the church, they were all empowered to preach the word wherever they went. They weren't waiting right. for somebody to, you know, to, you know, give them a holy sprinkling to say, you know, pack up your tent and go, pack up your tent and go, pack up your tent and go. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I guess the thing is too, is that Christ, Christ spent his time with the father. And so he said, I only, I only do what I see my father doing. I only speak what I hear my father saying. Uh, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, but it wasn't like he was wait. He, he had a relationship and out of that relationship, he just simply did who he was. That's it. He wasn't trying to be somebody different. He wasn't different uh, naturally out there doing whatever than he was spiritually. He just, he was who he was. And that's the thing that, that, uh, I remember a guy telling me this a long time ago. He said, Steve, the, the thing is you're thinking about it too much. Just do who you are. Exactly. Well, that's, and that, that's what I've discovered over 40 years. Um, probably a bit more than that, 40 odd years. The thing that's, and I was caught up in this too, because that was the culture of, of the, of the moment or of the, of the time and in the church was, you know, is that first you've got to be trained in how to operate in spiritual gifts. And then you've got to be, um, you've got to go through the process to prove something. And, and nobody, you know, it wasn't like you were empowered. And I'm not, I'm not saying that we should all be just, independent rebel rebels and you know whatever else yeah, right there's, 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 there are things we've got to learn and there are things that we've got to be equipped in and that's obvious um so I'm, that's not what i'm promoting i'm just saying is that we we've it's like you've got to go through this process of of jumping a bunch of hoops first and then right. And by then, nobody wants to do anything. When we were young and enthusiastic, I had the most things happen in my ministry as a, just as an individual, not a ministry of a church. Right, right. I was just out preaching, praying for, laying hands. It didn't matter. One day, in the, I was in the Air Force um, military camp, and, and man, I discovered if I lay hands on the sick, <laughs> things will happen, you know. And, um, but I also found out if I lay hands on people... Uh, the power of God is transferred, you know? So, um, some guys were talking to me in the office and I was in like the, um, top secret kind of office and I used to come out and talk to the other. And so they, they said, well, I want to stop smoking. I said, okay, I'm going to be in the bathroom. Come to me in the bathroom. Next thing I had people coming to the bathroom, I was laying hands on them and they were falling under the power of God, you know? And all were laying on the floor in the bathroom. And I was just so excited, man. I was just laying hands on people and they falling under the power of God, laying there. And uh, 
one guy tried to, he, he wanted to see if, if this thing works. So he, he lit up a cigarette and got sick in the toilet, you know. And so God was working. And if people I heard afterwards, I didn't, I didn't know, didn't care. You know, for me, it was just like touch people's lives. And afterwards I heard, you know, they, they called me the, the uh, I can't remember the pastor of the camp or something. I don't know what it was, but they had some name for it. And I only heard afterwards and they were sharing like, Hey, this guy at the camp is that. And, and it was, they were telling other people who knew me who had backslidden and um, came back to the Lord, got excited, became youth pastors. And so all sorts of things was happening just because I was on fire and just doing stuff. You right. Know? Right. Not because I was trying to be anything. I was just, doing stuff you know yeah as we're older i have a feeling we we tend to draw back a little bit and we're afraid of doing something wrong we're afraid of missing it yeah. we we don't want to miss god and i tell you what i i have a feeling you're going to need an awful lot of demonic help to miss him <laughs> i mean because because you are who you are he created us. He began this good work in us. He will also complete it. Exactly. You know, I've been created unto good works, yeah. you know, by his hand. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I mean, if he began this good work in me, he will also complete it. He, I don't have to worry about trying to work on myself or trying to complete it or trying to not miss him. Once again, we slip back into that performance mode. Uh, once begun in the spirit, are now are we now going to complete it in the flesh by just sitting around trying to figure out what he's doing? I mean, that's going. I've been talking about that tree of the knowledge of good and evil for a long time with people, and here I am sitting there eating off of it all the time. It says the day you partake of it, you die. But it's the tree of life. It's that tree of, it's that tree of life that we're to. He didn't say don't eat of that one. Exactly. It's that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I, oh, this is good to do for God. Maybe I'll do this. Or this is not good to do for God. So it might not be his timing. It might not, not be this. It's, it's not his timing to lay hands on this person. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah you know, that's, that's a, I mean, always what we've got to begin to trust is that the spirit of God leads us. Don't follow somebody else's model don't try and be somebody else don't compare yourself to somebody else don't don't try and right you know, so it's not it, wise yeah you, know, you know and if you if you've got a wrong agenda i mean if you've got a self-centered agenda to promote yourself to to exalt yourself to gain popularity you know if you want to be like the important person yes then you're going to mess it up you know, Jesus could walk into the into the pool of Bethesda, pray for one guy, walk out again. Most most guys what will go, hey, one guy got got up and walked his bed. Let's lay hands on everybody. You know, it's just like right. I, that was never my motive, was never to see how many. It was always what is God doing in the moment? What, you know, and just right. being led, uh, being led by that. That's pneumaticos. Pneumaticos right. being led by the Spirit of God in the moment. So that we and but carnality tries to add Christianity to their carnality. And so they don't, in fact, 
uh, walk in that. They cannot walk in that. Right. Yeah, that just reminded me of that. That's why I went, ah, you know, the light actually went on. The uh, In Galatians there, it says that, uh, what does it say? Uh, he who ministereth to you the Spirit, does he do it by works of the law or does he do it by faith? And, uh, of course, you do it by faith. But the word ministereth, and we've talked about this before, epicorigeo, the one who watches over the round dance. The choreography, of course, is the, is the word, our, our English word that we get from that. The choreography so it's one who watches the round dance so if i'm ministering to you the spirit i'm not ministering the song or the or the the laying on of hands or the message or the scriptures or anything else i'm ministering to you a person so if that's the case i simply find out what he's doing and cooperate with his dance yeah. and that goes along with pneumaticos it goes along with you know, finding out what the Spirit of God is breathing right then at that moment, and just do that, cooperate with Him, because yeah. it's not doing something different. It's being, it's flowing in what He's already dancing. It's flowing in what He's already doing and ministering Him to whoever's there. Right. So it's it makes it a lot easier than trying to work up a ministry or trying to work up a message or a prophecy or anything else. Uh, I've been in places before where they said, okay, now it's your turn. You prophesy, go ahead. You just, you just speak something over somebody. And, uh, I'm, I'm going, well, um, um, I'll, I'll do that when I get something. No, you've got something right now. Go ahead. I'm going, I don't think you want to know what I'm talking, thinking right now. <laughs> Cause, uh, cause I'll, I'm going to let you have it right now. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm not moving by the spirit right now very well, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, we get on this religious kick a lot of times, uh, so many different things and whether it's for the good or for the bad, whether it's for the knowledge of good for God or whether it's, you know, and we start pressing on things when, when actually to realize, like you said, to trust in the spirit of God within ourselves to know that I'm not going to miss him. I, I'm, I, if I do, he's going to adjust the rudder to take me back. And it's funny how he says that your tongue is even the rudder. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, just watch what we're saying and uh, put a guard over our lips and go ahead and speak what our father's speaking. And we don't, we don't have to worry I heard a thing yesterday um, that Derek Prince actually taught a long time ago that one of Satan's biggest things is to use guilt. That's one of his biggest weapons is to use guilt. And it'll shut shut you down quicker than anything. Yeah. Uh, guilt of, of, well, it's basically just a fear of doing something wrong. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, yeah, I've I've missed God a few times. But I don't think I've missed God. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't think you can miss somebody who created the whole universe unless you just willfully ignore him and turn your back on him. Yeah. So, of course, it doesn't matter what I think, but it just seems like, it just seems like he's, he's a lot bigger than that.
And if he, if we've been predestinated to be conformed into his likeness and image, he must have faith in the, in the work that he's doing in us enough to, to let us do what we're doing and say, okay, I want you to do this. All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Now you go. Yeah. See, I, 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 I really believe there is that element of discipleship that we need is that right. somebody, somebody needs to be, you know, my question always is if you're influencing, who's influencing you? Mm. And what is your source of influence? Because I will know the source of your influence by what comes out of your mouth, what your opinions are. So right. what you share as an opinion, I know who's influencing your thinking. Right. And, but so we need the right influence in our life so that we're being impacted with, and in a sense, mental, because that's really the essence of it. I know it's a nice, um, you know, worldly word we think, but the, the true essence of what mentoring is, is actually very, it's based in a very biblical profound principle. Right. And, uh, um, Peter, the word father means mentor and model. So, so I, I go back to something we spoke about months ago, and that's that generational process, again, that we don't find in the Christian community of having moms and dads, fathers, um, young men, and children, so that they, the, the process keeps flowing, you know, that because we don't have, I don't want to say we don't have, I think we, we have, but they're hidden. I think they, they, they're not allowed to come out. They're not being empowered to be the moms and dads, to be the spiritual maturity, to be the models and the mentors within the context of the house of God. Because we always want to gravitate to a personality. We think personality is everything um, rather than, than finding the person that gives us the principles to impact and change our worldview. So yeah. we need somebody to teach us that. We do. We, you know, we still need, we shouldn't say, teach me or show me um, you know, what to do. We should say, teach me the word of God. The Spirit of God will lead me what to do. But right. I, teach me your ways. The teach, ways. Yes, teach, you know, teach me what the Word says because it says, right. you know, that, that the Lord worked with and confirmed His Word with signs. Right. Not, not, with a, not with a certain ministry or a, a certain um, idea or a certain opinion or a certain political direction. It, that's not what He worked with. He worked with the Word and confirmed. Right. Word. It wasn't because of how great the disciples were or were not. It was because of the word. So the thing that we should ask is, teach me the word. You know, disciple me in the word. Disciple me in the principles. Not in the not in the constitution of your organization. Not in your ideas, but in the constitution of the word of God. Disciple me, impart to me the kingdom values, norms, behaviors. What is the kingdom of God? And that's the thing right. is, don't find that. I, I'm, you know, we, yeah, we're on to something else, but never mind. Let's leave that right now. Well, the, the, if I, I guess the thing is, you're speaking about something here that's kind of touching something in me too, because, um, 
by the way, you got to watch anymore nowadays how many people you touch in the bathroom. Yes. You know, so you just don't go laying hands on people in bathrooms anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> but as far as the uh, as far as making disciples, okay, I just have a question right now. Uh, I guess it's more of a kind of a statement question. There's there's got to be. It says the hearts of the fathers shall be turned back to the children, and the hearts of the children back to the fathers. There's there's got to be something to where I see something in you, I see Christ in you, and I begin to draw that out of you like a well. Hmm. When that, and I've noticed this before with, with guys, it's almost like for a season of time, I'm with them, but the draw stops. There's no more draw anymore. And so I end up just talking about the weather, talking about different things, will lightly touch on some different things, but that draw is not there anymore. And I'm not blaming it on them necessarily. It's just when that, when you feel that draw dry up, it's like somebody has turned off the faucet. They're still standing at the sink, but they've turned off the faucet. Yeah. And, but you can tell when they begin to draw on the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus in you again, because you can feel the faucet turn on and this stuff is coming out that you're just going, boy, I hope somebody's taking notes because this is actually pretty good. You know, I, I, it, because it's helping both of you at that point because yeah. it's the spirit of Christ, right. but it's that, it's that draw. Um, it's the communion. It's the koinonia. It's the fellowship, which is a drawing of life from each other. And a mutual contribution is what the word also means. Yeah. So if that's the case, then uh, whenever whenever we talk about making disciples, I can't just stand there and force you to become one. No, no. And it's not Somehow, about... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Because uh, it, it, it's, it's not about shoving some scriptures in people's faces, you know. Well, the Bible... Right. You know, the Bible says that's not what it's talking about at all. In fact, we don't right. see he's doing that. You know, he only quoted, he quoted the scriptures like that to the, the religious. Right. <laughs> but not to, not to the disciples. He didn't use it like that. So how do you, do we teach, do we teach the next generation then how to draw out of somebody? What? Or is that just a natural response? To Melchizedek priesthood or to the spirit of Christ in somebody. Here's the initiative, relationship. Right, 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 right. Relationship. That is profound to me, is that Jesus stepped into a boat and right. became part of just their business and revealed right. the, the kingdom, the supernatural aspect of the kingdom of God to their boat, so much so that they're going, hey, um, Okay, you somebody that we, I don't even know if I want to be around, you know. And Jesus said, no, no, no. listen, you were influencers because you were business people. But now you come and be with me. What does that mean? That means come and let's walk this road together. In fact, at one point he says, hey, come and see where I live. <laughs> it, right. Like it was 
that was, we got to understand it within the culture of the day is that that was part of, we're running out of time. Um, but that was part of the whole process of, of building relationship with them. And, and that's our initiative. Our initiative is build relationship, three levels, blessing, influence, and then accountability. You know, you see what, what happens is people measure blessing, people measure influence and people measure accountability. Each one calls for a deeper measure. Some people leave off at a certain point in getting blessing. When you blessed me, thank you very much, you know, and that's fine. If that's all you want, then I've blessed you. I've encouraged you. I've inspired you. I've influenced you a little bit, you know, just maybe, right, right. Bit, but nothing, you know, and that's as far as the season goes, no more than that. After that, now they, when they start pressing for more, and asking for more, then we can take it more. But what do you do when somebody says, all right, well, not says, but somebody starts acting without, out of the, out of the parameters of blessing now and go, all right, you know, uh, do we, do we now just leave, you know, resist? Um, Cause I've had heard people say, well, you know, it's just resist them because their father's face is not on them anymore. It's just like, what? No, a relationship is, you go for the long haul. You you know, it's just... Even, I will never leave you nor forsake you, uh, not even to the end of the age. Now, there's the principle of kingdom, you see? That's principle. Right. That's kingdom principle. So, because somebody disagrees with you, because, I mean, I've had people that just like, because I, not I, I even disagreed, I just, I was in a moment, I said something, and I, not against them or anything, I just said, me, this is for me. And it's like, they rejected me outright and not, not for anything that I said, just because they decided not to have the relationship, not to pursue the relationship, not to walk any deeper in the relationship. And I'm going, this is crazy. Before it was a deep, intense relationship. Now it's not. Why? It's just simply because I'm going through something that you can't handle or, you know, that just doesn't make sense to me. Jesus stuck with Peter, even though it was right at the you know even though he had rejected jesus or denied jesus and there's more to that than that but you know even though peter felt like okay i don't want anything to do with this i'm going fishing yet jesus still pursued it right to the nth degree calling on and that was the principle i saw there peter do you love me that wasn't right. a religious context. That wasn't a leadership thing. That Well, it was leadership in the sense that Jesus called on their relationship. Right. And, you know, that's, that's what we got to look for. I mean, look at, yes, you and I, we sit doing this every week. We haven't spent time together in 20 years. Isn't right. that, I mean, since 2000, we haven't actually been in each other's presence um no physically you know it's just like we're 20 years down the line and yet we're committed to our relationship every week and it's not just because of a podcast we'd be doing this even if there wasn't a podcast we were doing right. you know in fact we used to spend more time talking when we weren't doing a podcast so it's just like that that to me is like yes that because it's relevant it's important it's valuable i respect it and god brought you and I together that no man put it asunder, you know, that's well, something you said, you said this several 
might have been about a year ago now. Uh, but it's it's something that really there's one thing in life that you said to me, Sean, that really made an impact on me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> our brotherhood, our relationship is non-negotiable. Yes. And I know that that's not just ours. I know that that's the way you see things. And uh, that what that did was it kind of it it put a it put a standard in me to to anything, you know, which reminds me of the spirit of Christ. If I have the spirit of Christ, I will never leave you nor forsake you, not even till the end of the age. I mean, I just because that's the spirit and nature of Christ. Right. So our relationship, our friendship, our whatever is non-negotiable. Yeah. And, and if the world, if, you know, if the next generation saw that in us, right. Other than saying, well, if you don't come to church, we don't want to know you. <laughs> it's just, right. Or, but, and that's the thing is if we pursuing people just to bring them to our church, to our group, to, you know, they, they read that. That's inauthentic. Right. They read that hypocrisy in it but when we are committed to relationship because we want to inspire them we want to influence them and we want to impact their life regardless of whether they follow us come with us don't come with us but we just pursue the relationship i'm telling you there's there's valuable gold and diamonds in that really really is they really yeah that's true yeah so how much time we got Really? Oh my goodness. Oh, More than I thought. <laughs> I was I was winding it down <laughs> mentally. <laughs> yeah, so was I. Uh, I just looked down. Okay. But um, any any closing uh, closing arguments? <laughs> I guess I guess the thing is is that if if your if your mindset is on relationship then you will initiate things that bring growth or bring that relationship closer together. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of tying it back to the very first thing we started off with as far as initiative to take the, to initiate something. Um, and, and people are looking for that right now. They're, they're looking for initiators into relationship. They're looking, they don't know that, because they don't know, I don't think we know in this society how to have relationship. No, we don't. No, we so, don't. and today's, today's relationship Saturday is your... Yeah, yeah normally. Yeah. <laughs> normally. Yeah. Uh, but as far as just to have a relationship with somebody, I mean, especially, I'm right now in the middle of talking with um, probably a half a dozen guys uh, very closely that I've known for some of them for years that are going through a uh, divorce. Wow. And some of them have been in ministry for years. And number one, they don't know how to fight for that relationship. Uh, some of them have given up and just said, well, uh, you know, I'll just go on and find somebody else. Um, you know, other people have said, well, they done me wrong. You know, this is happening. So you end up shutting off that person when we don't understand covenant. We don't understand relationship. We don't understand that spirit and nature of Christ. 
which says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. If we went into that relationship with that, with that mind, with that mind of Christ, with that heart, that person would always feel that acceptance, not necessarily approval of what they're doing, but they feel they they don't feel rejected. They don't feel that pushing away. That's right. And, and so. you know, your your that their value will be um, revealed in, in right. your respect for the relationship. The world right. is looking for direction right now. And, uh, and that's where our initiative comes in. But we always think in the big things. We're always thinking how dynamic, how powerful, how many signs and wonders. And the, the greatest sign and wonder you can give to people right now is to love them. And uh, yeah. the best way to reveal love is not to give them a hug or, or, you know, or to lay hands on them or to preach to them. Right now, the greatest manifestation of love is to give them um, less than one minute uh, is to give them um, a love, a loving relationship where there's understanding right. and respect. And that's where. Well, in this, in this, you know that you are my disciples that you or they are my disciples that they shall have love one for another exactly and we show that's how you know whether or not they're followers of christ anyway yeah exactly they have love one for another all right time up thank you for being with me this morning steve and i hope this uh discussion um inspires you and challenges you and motivates you encourages you and equips you as well Till next time, this is Sean and Steve saying thank you for being with us. God bless you. And uh, thank you for being on our Friday conversation. Bye. <laughs>